Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise busy lives. If you like this show, feel free to hit pause and take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to make it easier for others to find. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. Today we're wrapping up either the most challenging or the easiest week of study in the Book of Mormon so far this year. Challenging if you took the time to really dig into the Isaiah chapters found in 2 Nephi chapters 12 to 24. Easiest if you just listened to my five-minute version of Isaiah in the last episode. Either way, Heavenly Father loves you and me and is never disappointed in how much time you or I may or may not have spent studying the scriptures this week. So as we finish the week with chapter 25 of 2 Nephi and look forward to some pretty important chapters in the rest of this book, I want to share a few scriptures that seem particularly important. Let's start in verse 22. Nephi is talking about the things he is writing, which will later form part of the Book of Mormon. And he says, quote, Wherefore, these things shall go from generation to generation, as long as the earth shall stand, and they shall go according to the will and pleasure of God. And the nations who shall possess them shall be judged of them according to the words which are written, end quote. There are a lot of different feelings in the world in regards to the Book of Mormon. Some people believe, some people don't. Some people used to believe, and now don't. Some, like Mark Twain, aggressively come out against the Book of Mormon, calling it, quote, an insipid mess of inspiration. It is chloroform in print, end quote. But as Nephi is telling us here, none of that matters. The book is going to pass from generation to generation by the hand of God, whether you like it or not, and all have the opportunity to read, learn about God and Jesus Christ, and allow that to change their lives, or not. It feels comforting to know that in the crazy world we're living in now, where many of us are trying to keep our heads above water, there will always be a constant that we can grab onto like a life raft if we need to. The Book of Mormon, the Bible, and all the words of the prophets will always be there. No one can change that. You can ignore them, but you can never get rid of them from your life. Quote, For we labor diligently to write, to persuade our children, and also our brethren, to believe in Christ, and to be reconciled to God. For we know that it is by grace that we are saved, after all we can do. End quote. It's interesting the word that Nephi uses here in regards to sharing the gospel with our children and our families and friends. He says we need to persuade our children and others to believe in Christ and be reconciled to God. It's not automatic. We can't just assume that if we raise our children going to church that it will be sufficient. We can't just send them off to mutual youth conferences and for the strength of youth camps and hope for the best. We have to persuade them. I'm not really sure what that looks like. My oldest kid is only six, but I imagine it's probably going to mean sharing with our children and others the stories from our lives about why the gospel is so important to us. Why do we spend time learning about God? Why do we go to church on Sundays? Why do we spend time serving others? They need to hear from us why, after so many years, we still choose to live in God's kingdom instead of the world. They need to feel what we feel so they can go find those experiences with God for themselves. Quote, And we talk of Christ, we rejoice in Christ, we preach of Christ, we prophesy of Christ, 
And we write according to our prophecies, that our children may know to what source they may look for remission of their sins. End quote. All of Nephi's actions were geared towards making sure his children were crystal clear on where to find happiness. Some likely chose not to listen to his teachings and may have fallen away from God. But Nephi wanted to make sure that he left it all on the table with his children so that when they were ready to come back to God, they would know exactly how to find him. Quote, And now behold, I say unto you that the right way is to believe in Christ and deny him not. And Christ is the Holy One of Israel. Wherefore, ye must bow down before him and worship him with all your might, mind, and strength and your whole soul. And if ye do this, ye shall in no wise be cast out. End quote. As I look around and see so many struggling with their faith, including myself from time to time, even to the point where many of our friends and family are giving up on Christ, I think the core problem is that we're not having enough powerful moments with God. That's one of the reasons I do this podcast, to hopefully create a space where we can have an additional moment with God a few times a week. I'm not sure there's any magic formula for things we have to do to create spiritual experiences in our life, but it feels like Nephi here is on the right track. We have to worship God with all our might, mind, and strength, and our whole soul. That's a level of commitment that many of us are probably missing, which is why even if we're praying, studying the scriptures, going to church, worshiping at the temple, and so on, we may still feel insecure in our faith and eventually drop off. As I think back to the last 12 years of my life with the gospel, the times when I've felt closest to God have been when I've been spending the most time and mental energy on him. My first year when everything was new and exciting— my mission where I was teaching the gospel for 10 hours a day, and for a few moments since then. That's another reason I do this podcast, to force myself to spend more time with God. So instead of focusing on some kind of spiritual checklist of activities to complete, let's try to worship God with all our might, mind, strength, and our whole soul. That will look different for everyone and may require us to spend a little more time focusing on God and a little less time focusing on Netflix. But in the end, putting our whole soul into a relationship with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ will almost certainly allow us to be more happy and give us the strength to continue to follow our Savior, Jesus Christ, today. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.